I want to talk tonight, uh, teach tonight, and share some truths with you. These are not brand new. You, sh- you should probably worry if I ever show up with something brand new, okay? Um, but we're coming up on a busy season. And again, Wednesday nights we talk about real life, and that's real life. We're coming up on a busy season. I'm just thinking about myself, too, here. Busy season, and I've already got a busy life. And then we've got, we've got, you know, Thanksgiving coming, and we've got Meadowbrook Christmas Live, and then we've got Christmas, and then there's family events, and there's things like that, and all the unexpected, and, um, you know, some special events tucked in here and there. You've got all those things going on. And... Um, some people, too, and you need to know this, that maybe you've gone through something in, in recent years, um, death, divorce, something else, you know, that has touched you. You need to know that we have through care department, we have we have some groups to help you with those things, uh, not just for you, for all, also for your kids. Because holidays, sometimes they kind of magnify things. Um, it's supposed to be tis the season to be jolly. And, and studies show that it's actually one of the most depressed times of the year. For, for a lot of people. And there's, you know, so much dysfunction in families and disappointment in life and, and different things like that. And so I just wanted to look, you know, maybe we could reevaluate and look at our life and, and some of our priorities as we kind of head into that. So with all that being said, let me put a word up here for you. Um, and the word is balance. How many of you like balance? Okay. It's the same people that have Twitter. Uh, um, let's look at balance because how many of you have made balance? Like, man, I wish I could get some balance in my life. Come on. Y'all with me tonight? I mean, I'm here. Okay. I wore a tie tonight. Okay. So come on. All right. So, um, it's something that we're after, but I've got to tell you some truth about, about balance tonight. Balance is never lasting. Balance is kind of very elusive. And if you lose your balance, just let's say you're walking. If you lose your balance, what happens? You fall or if you're carrying something, you, what, you probably could drop something. So balance is, is a pretty critical thing. We imagine it. We think about it. We want it. We try to achieve it. And here's the thing. Once we get it. Uh, we usually, we don't, we're not able to maintain it. We can't really sustain uh, balance. So let's look at a couple of scriptural reasons why. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, it says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. That doesn't sound like balance. Carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. And so there are competing beliefs and teachings and things that just kind of blow like the wind through our, through our world that can throw you off. There are tricky people out there. And, uh, you know, that's all I'll say on that. Then in James one, six says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind there. Again, that is not a picture of balance. And, and who is the person that's driven and tossed by the wind. And that word tossed in the Greek is the word agitate. So it's like your washing machine sometimes does that agitation. How many of you sometimes get agitated, you know, and then you go into your spin cycle, you know, (laughs) I've seen you. (laughs) So, um, 
Donna, you're late on your laughs tonight. I just wanted to tell, tell you. Okay. Um, but who is it that is driven and tossed like a wave by, by the wind? Who is it? It says, he who doubts. He who doubts. And that word actually in the Greek also has to do with double. Double. So it's try, you're, you're trying to look and go two ways. And, and it has to do with your faith. You know, trusting God, having a, a, a faith in God that's solid and centered and unified. And here's the thing about the world we live in. There's nothing out there. Right? You need to know this. There's nothing out there in, quote, the world that's concerned about uh, strengthening your faith. Amen. You know, our world, our secular world, anything that's not of God really don't care about your faith. There's a certain tolerance to faith and, you know, and that comes and goes. But uh, there's nothing out there that's really going to build you up. And let me just go ahead and say this. This isn't my message tonight. Let me, let me say this. If you're trying to live your life and follow Jesus and you're not receiving God's word, you're not intake of and exposure to God's word, I just have to say to you, good luck, because it, it is not going to work. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, uh, David said, I, I desire, and the word is a little more rich than that. It's actually I need, I require I require your word more than my necessary food. Well, look at me. I'm serious about this. Don't mess with my necessary food. Okay? And we need the word more than that. So we wonder why we're just kind of like this today. You know, we wonder why we can't get clear on things. And you've got to have the living word of God coming into your life. Daily exposure to and intake of the word of God. Now, that doesn't mean you have to read for four hours. You've got to get some nuggets out of there, listen to things, uh, read some good teaching books, listen to some good worship music that has, you know, solid in its doctrine as well. The, you've got to have those things coming into it. All right. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Mark chapter four, verse 18 and 19 in the message, it says the seed cast and the, and the seed here is anybody know what the seed represents there? The word. The word. Remember, there's a sower, a farmer, and he goes out and he sows seed. And then when Jesus explains that parable, he said that, that that seed is the word. So it says the seed cast in the weeds represents the one who hear the kingdom news, but are overwhelmed. Watch this. Overwhelmed with worries about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. The stress strangles what they heard and nothing comes of it. So I, here I am, well, I'm getting the word like the pastor said, but it's getting all choked out. And here's why. Because of the stress and the pressure that comes in from, from our world. And we've got to be aware of this. Worries, desires, stuff, stress, people, unexpected things, you know, all of those things come. I, I like the way that the message puts it. Uh, overwhelmed with worries about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. Let's be honest. Has that ever been you? Okay. Now, so all of that uh, impedes our balance. That works against our balance. So I think there's perhaps a better word that I want to direct us to tonight. And it would be this word. Rhythm. Rhythm. I think rhythm is going to be greater than balance. And then let me kind of explain this because life occurs not all at the same speed. So we've got ups and downs and fast and slow. And if I could put it in another term for you, seasons, 
Life is lived in seasons. Things occur in seasons. And you need to understand this. Whatever is happening in your life right now, listen to me. Good, bad, indifferent. Whatever's happening in your life right now, that's not your life, period. That is a season of your life. That's a season of your life. You can get stuck in the season. You can get stuck in a bad season. And I know people, they wouldn't come on a Wednesday night, but I know people that have been stuck in a bad season for decades. You know, and you've got to get unstuck. It is also possible to perpetuate a good season, you know, to cause something to continue. And the last, that's a good thing. Uh, it's also, uh, you should never leave a season empty-handed. It can be the worst season of your life. You can at least come out with some wisdom. You know? Um, you can prepare yourself for better and new seasons. You, you should always be learning, growing, getting a little wiser, a little sharper. You shouldn't just be, you know, just continuing to run into the same branch, you know. It's like Winnie the Pooh and his crew. They keep walking around the same tree, you know. Have we been this way before? Nope. You know, and, and we've, we've got gotta to look a little higher, okay. So understand that life goes in seasons. I actually wrote a book called Seasons. We've taught on that a number, a number of times. And we've got to view uh, life in that way. Now, we want what balance has. And what balance has is a sense of peace, a sense of stability. Balance uh, is built upon certain principles and certain priorities. But I want you to know that you don't let go of the principles and priorities, um, you've just got to ride out some things. And so perhaps even the greater word here or the goal is stability. Stability. How many of you just like to feel a little stability? I want you to know that no matter what's going on, you can still be stable. Did you know that one of the devil's number one goals for you is for you to be unstable? He wants you to be unstable. Um, because then you're really in trouble. Because then you, you second-guess everything within yourself even and God as well. I find that I have more peace in my life. I experience more grace in my life when I view anything. I have less panic in my life when I view anything in terms of a season. And so I want you to think of that. So you've got rhythm and stability is, is what we're after um, in all of this, I think it's also important that not only do you understand that whatever your season is right now, and I want you to try to think about that right now. You know, I don't like my season. I love my season. Or here's the reality. You have an overlap of seasons. You know, you've got, um, some really good things in this portion of the farm. And then you got toxic waste over here. And then you got some kind of really weird weed growing over here, you know, and you got all that going on. So, we, you, you've got to look at it in seasons. You have to try to understand it. And then especially, listen, you need to try to um, help your family understand and your friends and your spouse to understand and encourage one another concerning seasons. You've got to let them know that. And if you'll keep in mind rhythm, and, and Alicia and I, we've done this for years. I try to do this with staff as well. If you have a, a, an understanding, because... Let me back up. If you're just trying to have balance, then you're going to keep losing it. And you're going to be frustrated. It's like, we just, man, thought you're only going to have certain times, certain seasons in your life where it feels like what you think balance should look like. 
It's more of a rhythm thing. So here's, here's reality. You need to kind of understand that. You need to be staying close to God and you need to be looking ahead. And so sometimes I have to tell my family or tell the staff, okay, guys, for the next two weeks, we're going to be riding on two wheels. You know, so it's, it's going to be a little bit hairy, a little crazy here. We're going into a season. Guess what? Well, we're about to enter that, you know, this, this. So if you understand that ahead of time and then, and then kind of project, but then after that, we'll, we'll have some downtime after that. It'll be a little bit different. You know, right now we've got to work hard to do this, but then we'll have a little bit of downtime. Then that, that will be done. Are y'all with me? You've got to keep hope alive. Everybody say that. Keep hope alive. How do you keep hope alive? Always have something to look forward to. Always have something to look forward to. You're not living your life uh, in good stewardship if you're not pro- projecting and, and planning and putting things ahead ahead of you. And even bring it down to shorter periods of time. You know, I'm looking forward to eating. You know, or you're looking forward to this or, oh, man, I got a day off coming up in a couple of days and I could actually sleep in. You can look forward to that. So, you know, there's sometimes like, oh, I've got an early flight and I'm going to have to do that and drive through that and do this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, instead of dragging about that, but you know what? In about four days, then I'll be able to rest a little bit. So you've got to always keep hope alive in that. And that helps you through the rhythm of seasons. Are y'all with me so far? All right. So what we're ultimately after is stability. Probably really not going to have actual balance as you, as you picture. So a better perspective would be rhythm and realize, hey, it's going to be a little crazy for a while. Or, hey, this is really a nice, slower time. Enjoy that. And just kind of view life in, in seasons. You with me? All right. I want to switch to something else here. And let's go ahead and read some scripture first. Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 uh, through verse 25. And I'm going to read this in the message paraphrase. Wives, any wives here tonight? Okay, three. Uh, (laughs) Wives, understand and support your husbands. Any husbands here tonight? Oh, the guys are here. All right. (laughs) Their wives made them come. Wives, understand and support your husbands by supporting, uh, submitting to them in the ways that honor the master. Husbands, go all out in love for your wives. Don't take advantage of them. Children, any children here tonight? Y'all are all children. Okay. Well, this is actually referring to being younger. Children, do what your parents tell you. This delights the master no end. Parents, any parents here tonight? Parents, don't come down too hard on your children or you'll crush their spirits. Servants, any servants here tonight? If you have have a job, okay? Servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters. And don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best. Work from the heart for your real master, for God. Confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. I like that. Being Christian doesn't cover up bad work. Now, but pastor, don't yell at us. You said if we're frazzled or overwhelmed. 
trying to help you with some things here. So we've talked about rhythm. I want to talk about this, and we, we actually spent some time on this uh, early, in, I think it was in the spring. We did a few weeks on a series called Rolls. Y'all remember that? Um, you must, and this is important in, in throughout life, but especially in busy times. Everybody say busy. Um, you must find and fill your roles. You have to find and fill your roles. Life is really a big, big story. And we're all in the story. I can remember in elementary school, we'd have a little play or something. You know, it's like, you know, I don't want to be a tree. I want to be the pirate, you know. And, but all of us had a part to play. Well, guess what? In the big story of life, you have a role. Guess what? You have several roles. Okay, guess what? If you miss your entrance or you flub your lines, you're going to throw somebody else off on their role. So what am I talking about? Miss your entrance, flub your lines. Okay, let's say you're a dad. If you miss your entrance as a dad, if you flub your lines, so to speak, as a dad, you're going to mess up some people in their role of kids. Of children. See what I'm saying? You can throw off the story. The good thing is God is the writer, producer, director. And sometimes he can amend the story and end up with something redemptive. Aren't you glad about that? Okay. But here's the thing. We have to find and fulfill our roles. It's very important. I'm going to go through my roles for you real quick so that you can kind of see. And then we'll talk about something very important off of this. My roles. I am a child of God. I am a husband to Alicia. I'm a father and a father-in-law to Lee, Katie, Elise, Chris, Joshua, Greta, and Gabriel. I'm a grandfather to Gavin and Cora. Butter. I'm a pastor. I'm a boss. I'm a friend, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I'm an uncle, I'm a student, I'm a chaplain, I'm probably a couple other things. But you have to identify those things. You need to be deliberate. You you, maybe you need to write it down even. I am, and then try to prioritize it. And here's what happens: your roles will help you to discover your priorities. See, if I look at, okay, I'm all those things, it will help me to discover my priorities so that you don't get them mixed up. The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing, and that's pretty important. Now, listen, you've got to get intentional about this. You've got to be deliberate about it. You have to know what your roles are, because if you don't, guess what? You're going to end up where you don't need to be on the stage. You're going to miss your entrance on what your real roles are. So you've got to discover your roles. You've got to prioritize your roles. And I won't take the time to, to write this down, but your roles, follow me on this. Your roles reveal your priorities. Okay, everybody say roles. Say priorities. Okay, your roles will reveal your priorities. Now get this part though. Your priorities will make your decisions for you. Everybody say priorities. Decisions. So I've got to know my roles. 
Pastor, I thought we were talking about busy season. We are. Because you're going to get pushed out of your roles and everybody's going to suffer and you're going to suffer. And things are not going to go well. And it's going to set you up for bad seasons in the future. You've got to look at your roles. Discover those things. Find those things. They will reveal to you your priorities. And then your priorities are going to make your decisions for you. So, for example, if um, uh, let's say one of you guys, your wife, was going to have surgery. But at the same time she's scheduled for surgery, they're having a gun show at the armory. you're like, oh, man. She's going to be asleep. How many of you know that your priorities are probably mixed up there? And if you get your priorities mixed up, you're going to make bad decisions. Okay, let's, let's, you know, we were having fun with that one. But let's say your kids need shoes or they need something. And... But you've got an expensive hobby. Or you really wanted that new phone. Or you've got a problem with alcohol or something. See, it's priorities. We're going to make those decisions. And this, this is not really the message tonight, but um, I just want to talk to parents just for a moment. You know, shoes, that, that kind of thing. If you'll endeavor... To really make your children a priority in the right in the right place, God will help you. God will help you. And we live in a uh, in a culture that's kind of broken in a lot of ways, where dads are missing, families are split, and in some cases, grandmas raising the the grandchildren, that kind of thing. God God will help, and God will move. He'll, he'll he knows how to get to you. You need to know that. But all parents, please know this, because and I think all of us can relate to this. Pay attention to the things that matter about your, your children's self-worth. And if there's something that you can do to help their worth. Uh, we were talking the other day with, with some other folks about our age. And it's like, we feel like our parents had no clue about anything to build your worth and your, and your self-image. You know, and the brand of humor sometimes was, you know, cutting each other down and that kind of thing. And things that were... Maybe not total, total necessary on one level made you feel so insecure at school. Like I had a pair of pants my Aunt Marilyn sent me. And they didn't fit. I'm in like fifth, sixth grade. Come on, how many of you know that's kind of an important time in life? You know, and I did not want to wear these Aunt Marilyn pants. And my mom said, you're wearing them. Auntie sent them to you. So I go off to school. So now when I get pants, I tell the guy I need a break in those pants. I have a fear of floods. And if I'm in a nice place getting pants and the lady comes to Mark for the, I ask her, I say, your name's not Marilyn, is it? Yeah, just, just to check. All right, that had nothing to do with this, but anyway. 
Back to our roles. All right. Your roles. Be thinking about them now. You must. Now hear this. And there's some good studies on this, some, some good literature on this now. You must every week, everybody say every week. every week. Every week, intentionally, deliberately, you need to operate in at least four or five of your roles. You need to intentionally do it. Now, you're not going to be able to spend equal time, but you need to get out and spend some time, especially in your top priority roles. If you don't, you're going to end up kind of flat-sided. Lopsided. Studies show that burnout happens in a person when they stay in just one or two roles. And if you just stay in one or two roles, look out because other roles are suffering. And you're, you're going to run a flat side on yourself. And if you are operating in just one or two of your roles every week, at least one of them is an idol. And idols always invite destruction into your life. So it's something you've got to be deliberate about. It's like, well, you know, telling your wife and telling your kids, well, I'm busy and I work my job and all that. Yeah, and, and one day, you know, you're going to be so disconnected from them. Amen. Big deal, you got the promotion. You gain the whole world and lose your own. That's kind of like pretty stupid. So you've got to be real intentional about it. I'm busy, I'm tired. And that's the thing about relationships. They take time and they take energy. All of our roles take time and they take energy. If you'll prioritize these things and get deliberate. You know, the other night I had a little bit of time to be grandpa. You know, and, and I was very intentional. You've got to be deliberate in that moment. I'm grandpa right now. So don't be thinking. I had a big paper to write for school. I got this and this and this. And I had grandpa. And I was that. And then I had dear friends that were gathering and doing something. And I told him I'd be there for that. So I left being grandpa and I went and I was friend. And then the other day I had to, somebody asked me, do you have some time for, for this? And, and I went and out of friendship there and then we got family things. And, and you've got to make sure that all those roles that you're being intentional about it, you don't have to spend equal amounts of time on all these things, but for your own well-being, and then for the other people that are connected in your roles, get into those roles. Be intentional, be deliberate, at least four or five of them every week. Everybody say every week. Because I'm going to tell you again, if you just stay in one or two, after a while, you're not even going to like you. You know, and you get disconnected from these other things. Is this making sense to you tonight? And I pray, I pray that you hear that. And then whatever role you're in, here's a little principle for all of us. Wherever you are, be all there. So guys, don't go spend time with your wife. Okay, I'll go with you to this thing. And the whole time you're checking scores. Yeah, honey, that's awesome. <laughs> don't do that. I hope she thumps you. All right. Let me move on to something real important. And uh, I have to condense this a little bit, but we talk about this a lot. Let's go to John chapter 1, verse, verse 10. Oh, excuse me, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, that word in the, in the Greek means privilege, to become children of God. So if you're a son or daughter of God, it says to those who believe in his name. Now, when I read to you my list, I told you that was my number one role. My first role, your first role, if you're, if you're a child of God, that's your first role. That's your priority. 
I discover my priorities by my roles. And then my priorities make my decisions for me. There's some things I won't watch. I won't listen to. I won't talk about. Why? I'm a child of God. It doesn't, that doesn't fit. Yeah, but come on, all these, yeah, yeah, you know what? In my list of priorities, it doesn't fit. Well, nobody's going to know. You can cheat on this. You could, uh, no, 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 I can't, I can't. And so this determines your priorities and then your priorities make your decisions for you. Then get this in first John one, verse three and four. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship. Everybody say fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your what? That your joy may be what? Full. How many of you want your joy to be full? Okay. Now get this principle. Fellowship brings joy to relationship. So my first relationship, my first role is with my father, God. I'm a child of God, father, God. That's awesome. But if you don't fellowship with your father, God, it's kind of a religious overhang. And so you've got a fellowship and this is the deal. Fellowship brings joy to relationship. I know people that are related, but they don't fellowship and they don't have no joy. And it's Mr. and Mrs. Bumpkin, you know, but they don't have any fellowship and they don't have any joy. They're related, but there's no fellowship. Fellowship is broken and there's no joy. The Bible goes on to tell us, and I'm only going to read uh, time-wise. I don't know if I can read all. I'll start reading here. Nehemiah 8, Ezra opened the book. All the people could see him because he was standing above them. And then he opened the book. Then all the people stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces on the ground. These people are having true church. And the Levites, and if I call your name, please stand, okay? (laughs) Jeshua, Bani, Sheribia, Jamin, Achab, Shabethi, Hadoi. Are they here tonight? Okay. Anyway, we just keep going. I don't know where these names came from. Instructed the people in the law while the people were standing there. They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people understood what was being read. And then uh, let me try to skip down here. Verse 10. Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have prepared nothing. So they had a food drive too. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay, now hold that in mind. I'm going to come back to this passage here in just a moment. Fellowship brings joy to relationship. Joy. Everybody say joy. joy. And the joy of the Lord is our, is our strength. And so fellowship brings up, but here's part of how we fellowship. Let me keep going here. Verse 11, the Levites calmed the people saying, be still for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. Then all the people went away to eat and drink, to send portions of food and to celebrate with great joy because everybody say because, because they now understood the words that had been made known to them. So part of our fellowship with our father is is going to involve his word and coming to an understanding of his word. 
And when you have an understanding of his word, and I don't have time to go, go there right now, but this is uh, uh, Matthew thirteen nineteen Again, the parable of the sower and the, and the seed. It says that they didn't understand the word that was told to them. And that's what the devil came and stole. So the devil stole what? What they couldn't understand. So reverse that whole thing. What you understand, the devil can't take away from you. What you understand, the devil can't take away from you. And that's one of the reasons why we're a teaching church. Because then that's going to help you to understand. But you also have got to spend time. Take your time. Don't be in this mad rush that I've got to read 30 chapters of the Bible today. That's just like force feeding yourself. You know, why don't you just chew your food a little bit and, and get something so you can understand and carry it around and, and, and know it and learn it and, and get it inside of you. Because what you come to understand, then the devil can't take away from you. Amen. So fellowship with our Heavenly Father has to be a priority. And that is going to be your main source of joy, of strength, of understanding, of wisdom, of stability. And let me tell you this, one role affects the other role. So if, if you'll get this one clear, and I teach on this all the time, and I don't, I don't apologize for it because you've got to get this one right. If God is in first place, let me, no, no, no. If God is not in first place, Everything else is in its wrong place. Because if you move number two up to number one, everything's out of its place. If God is not in first place, everything else is in the wrong place. You've got to get God in the right place. Your roles determine, reveal your priorities. Your priorities will make decisions for you. It's going to affect how I father, how I pastor, how I, how I lead, how I'm a friend. How, everything else it flows out of that. So listen, your priority, your priority is that first role, you being a child of God. Not just, well, I'm a child of God. No, you got to fellowship with your heavenly father. Talk to him. Spend time with him. Get still. Listen to him. Listen to his word. Worship him. Just start naming all the things he's good at. Just start commenting on all the things he made. I came out of the gym the other morning and my trainer and I were standing there and it was still real early and the sun, sunrise was still whatever. And I, and I told him, I said, Bob, I know the guy who made this. <laughs> and we just stood there and looked at it for a moment. It's just amazing. And, and you, it, fellowship, that's worship. That's fellowship. And joy comes out of that. And joy is strength. And you're going to need strength all the time, especially during a busy season. Let me just share one last thing with you. Remember Martha and Mary? And which one was busy? Martha. She built the ark, right? (laughs) Joking. So you got Martha. She's all busy. And you got Jesus. Remember Martha was getting real testy even with Jesus. And then Mary, what was she doing? She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's spending time fellowshipping, listening to him. Martha comes out. Tell her to get in here and help me. And Jesus said this, Mary has chosen the better part, literally what is best, which means this, Martha, what you're doing. Okay. Think about busy. What you're doing is important, but what Mary's doing is better. So all that happens on that day. And I mean, you know, Martha, she's probably feeling good. I got Jesus over for dinner. Got other people. It's a big deal. 
So on day two, let's go to day two. And if we interview and we say, Martha, what'd you do yesterday? Fed Jesus, cooked an awesome dinner, did this and that. Even put up some leftovers, gave some to the neighbors. Mary, what did you do yesterday? Spent time with Jesus, sat at his feet or received from him. Okay, and then Martha, so what'd you gain from yesterday? Well, I feel pretty good. Um, casserole could have cooked a little longer, but <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. Mary, what would you gain yesterday? And this is right out of the scripture. Mary, what'd you gain? Something that cannot be taken away from me. And that's what Jesus said. He said, Mary has chosen the better thing to do. And what's going to happen to her can't be taken away from her. So if I understand the word, it can't be taken away from me. And if I fellowship with my father, I'm going to get something that can't be taken away from me. And if I can get that kind of thing in my life, I can be stable. No matter what the season, no matter what's going on, push me, pull you, all the stuff that's going on around you. You can have some stability in your life. And thank God, our Heavenly Father is also the Prince of Peace. And He can help us. So if you're frazzled, if you're overwhelmed, feeling off-center, whatever, I hope you got something out of this tonight that can help you just kind of center. And I can't encourage you enough on roles. And I can't encourage you enough to get the first role. Get that one right. God will show you how to do the rest of them. I'm going to stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this tonight?